You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. All right, guys, joining us on the line is Brisbane Broncos half, Billy Walters. G'day, Billy. Welcome back to the podcast, mate. Hey, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, can't wait. Mate, it's always great to have you on. Uh, man, you've looked, you've looked great. You know, the last, you've had three trial games in a row, which is, which is great for you, especially last year. You only got a couple of games in there returning from your ACL, but mate, how's the body feeling? Yeah, it's feeling pretty good. Obviously, um, it's always a bit cool. Come towards the end of, uh, preseason, which is the way you want it, I guess. You need to have a good, strong, tough preseason to, to set you up for the year. So, um, but yeah, that was kind of the plan for me to, to play all three trials just because of, the way it's gone with me with COVID and injuries the last two years. So, um, yeah, trying to get as many matches as I can before round one. Mate, you were killing in that first trial. I was nearly going to go, you came off the bench and you were at hooker and you were absolutely just murdering him. I'm going, really, stop doing that, mate. You're going to end up as the 14. But then you've, you've had a couple of good games at the six as well, mate. But overall, I thought you were very, very good and you must be pleased with your performances, man. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with the Cowboys game. Um, you know, I didn't think I, I was bad, but I, I definitely wasn't good. Um, and, you know, that, that jersey's there be taken as you said number six so um and unfortunately with Albie missing that game it was um a real opportunity for myself to step up and really try and take that jersey but unfortunately I missed that missed that jump I guess but um you know I'm still pretty confident in the way things are going and and um hopefully um yeah I can still get that number six Mate, I saw that chip and chase you did and then you were blowing up at the referee mate it was, it was a good little move if it would have paid off Oh, you know, we're chasing points, so um, I was trying to do something, but unfortunately, I was trying to get Ezra to see the kick to me or me kicking him, because I'm actually not the fastest bloke going around, so even <laughs> if I did get that ball back, I don't think I was doing too much damage to the to the Cowboys' defence. Yeah, for sure, mate. That man is man. He's, you know, nipping on the heels of you, more experienced bloke, but Jesus, he's a talent there, Bill. Yeah, you know, I heard a lot of big things about Ezra, and um, obviously, had to go check out his, his little highlights package, and Trust Super Cup, and he, he just looks really strong. Like one of those mong strengths we, we like to call it. Where you know he's probably not the strongest in the gym, but he gets down that footy field and he's, he's tough to handle. And you know I was probably in the, in the boat of probably maybe a bit raw yet to be tucked in um, to first grade, but um, after those trials and the way he's handled preseason, um, I definitely think you know he wouldn't look too far out of step if he did get tucked in there. So unfortunately, made another another person I have to compete with to get that number six jersey. But I suppose that's what Broncos fans want and, and that's what we need as a team to have um, you know, good competition for the, any jersey, not just in the six jersey, any jersey. So, um, yeah, I think Broncos fans are pretty happy that we've got you know, two or three players trying to get that jersey and, and um, hopefully going to bring out the best footy in all of us. Yeah, mate. What's he like off the field? Is he, is he a confident lad? Yeah, he's pretty confident, old Ezra. So, uh, he struts around. He, he thinks he's one of the better looking <laughs> blokes in the team, but... Um, to be fair, he probably is, but he's got a lot of swag and style, so uh, he's good around. Good to have around the group. 
Yeah, for sure. Mate, one of the standouts from the Cowboys game was your middle. When Hass, Carrigan, Kobe all started, I thought your field position, your play the balls were, well, your play the balls were lightning, mate. I've got to talk to you about Kobe Heverington first because his play the ball speed is nearly Cam Murray-like, mate. He just gets on his, on his belly every time and somehow he gets to his feet first. Mate, have you seen anything like this? No, it, it, well, like, to be honest, the start of that game, we were dominating the Cowboys and it was a bit disappointing how it all played out, but, um, yeah, it definitely came down to our starting pack there. I think um, Payne leading the front, you know, you just know what you're going to get with Payne. And Kobe, I guess, is a bit of a quiet achiever. I mean, we know what he can do and what he brings to the team, but I suppose that's probably doesn't get the recognition because he's got blokes like Payne and, and Paddy Carrigan leading the front. But, yeah, he's um, not even just his attack, his defence. I'll tell you what, he can um, he can chop people in half and, and hit them pretty hard. So he's one person I avoid running out of training, definitely. And, um, yeah, his tax is rolling off the back of that, I guess. He's he's good with his push support, um, finding one-on-ones and, like you said, getting fast, quick play the balls for us. Yeah, it's a good middle, but when you think about kind of how the modern day, day games kind of evolved and you think Payne Haas is an absolute, what, 120 kilo just juggernaut, right? Paddy Carrigan just gets through a mountain work. He's about 1.6. And then you've got your Kobe, who's that middle 90 sort of pack. It's, it's a very complimentary middle, right? Yeah, they all work really well with each other, you know. So we've got big painter there if we need to break down any walls and whatever. And we've got Paddy's got a bit of, bit of skill and he, he's a very good arm. Um, organizer of our middle and then you've got Kobe who just loves to get the work done and, and loves that hard work kind of thing he's not there for the fancy stuff he doesn't really like that stuff he's, he's more of the nitty gritty get in and, and do the tough carries and, and make those tough tough tackles so the kind of um, balance I guess you want in a, in a forward pack and hopefully it, it um, produces enough that um, us outside backs and halves can, can play off the back off yeah now with Kobe having uh, maybe COVID he's just still got to wait for his result you know, a few spots open up, and I just want to talk to you a little bit about the young forwards. You know, Keenan Palacia, he, he came on really, really well last year. you got TC Rapati, and then also Brendan Piacura. How, how have those boys gone? Yeah, they're, they're training the house down there. Um, I suppose the same same boat. They're, they're really nipping up the heels of all the back rollers and, um, and all the middles. So Keenan, Keenan's great. He's got, a, he's got a big motor as well, like Kobe. Probably a little bit bigger than Kobe, but... Um, yeah, he, he's another one that, that um, I think we'll find a spot somewhere in the 17 for him. And, and um, yeah, and TC and stuff. TC is pretty versatile. He can play in the back row. He can play in the middle. He's, he's a big boy. So um, he, he'd be pretty good for short stuff since, um, either before and after half time or something like that. So, yeah, we've got a good four pack there to work with. Um, hopefully, we can stay injury free and, and keep them all in the park. And, um, you know, if they're doing their jobs, then it makes our job a little bit easier getting ball to, uh, to Tony Staggs and and those types of boys to, do, to let them do their magic. Yeah. Now, mate, potentially on your edge, if you line up at the six, you're going to have Kurt Capewell pretty much on your inside and then a potentially Branko Lee or Herbie outside you, mate. That, that's a pretty good edge. How's kind of Kurt... Like, Kurt Capewell's obviously a representative star, but can you kind of tell us kind of the impact that he's had on the, the team already? Yeah, well, he's just got a lot of experience and, and um, he's very calm and, you know, when he talks, the boys are listening because... You know, he's been a part of the uh, NRL Grand Final, what, three times now? He's won it twice. So um, he knows how to win and he knows what to do to get to that spot. So um, he's been really good for me in, in trying to keep me calm and making sure that, you know, I get, I get my role right and my, my basic job right. And, you know, in me doing that, it's going to make his job easier and, and either Herbie or um, or Branko, whoever's going to be in the centres, um, his job's easier as well. So we've been really focusing on our defence this year because that's kind of what's let the Broncos down maybe the last year or two, it's, it's not the attack. We've got a lot of um, X-factor there. It's, it's more turning teams around and, and trying to win games on the base of our defence. 
Yeah, what about Renault, mate? Now, we all know that he's a pest, but he brings so much to the team in terms of his experience and leadership. Kind of what was seeing him at training like at day one and kind of how has the com- combinations between you and also the other halves kind of evolved over the preseason? Yeah, he's great, you know. He's, um, he came in earlier than, than he needed to. Um, was a little bit of a beat-up, but he wasn't doing much of the corner or anything, all the tough stuff. He was kind of just doing the ball <laughs> stuff, so... Of course, he was going to come in early and do that. But, um, yeah, he's just, he's another one. He's just really calm and, and really experienced. He just takes a lot of pressure off you. And, you know, he's got probably the best kicking game in the, um, in the comp, you know, him or Cleary. So to have that in your team takes a lot of pressure off me as a half. And it kind of lets me free up and, um, just kind of play eyes up and, and what's ahead and what's in front of me. So I know probably doing the same effect with Tyson and Ezra and, um, and Albie. So, you know, it's, we all had our chance to try and build combinations with him over the preseason, and um, again, we've all looked pretty sharp there. To be with, to be honest with him, yep. so yeah, it's up to Kevy, I guess. He, there's no one really jumped out of that jersey, so I, was, I don't know. I'm not sure which way he's going to go, but I know whoever he does pick um, will have earned the right and, and be really good round one. Now, mate, speaking of that man, Kevy, mate, what do you call him at training? So I call him Kevy at training, and I do call him Dad when we're away from training. There's only been <laughs> once where I've called him Dad, where the boys have heard, but. Um, yeah, most times it's Kevy. You cop a little bit of shit there, mate. Yeah, but we're both quite um, lighthearted people. Like having a joke as well, so we kind of rip on each other as well. So it kind of, um, I guess, takes this thing away from from other boys. I guess they they feel like they can't really rip us about it if we're kind of ripping ourselves on it. So, um, you know, you know, there's times, example, that we'll be doing some video on training, and I'll catch a bad pass that's hit the ground, I'll pick it up nicely, and Kevy will make everyone clap me and. And get around me and whatever over something as silly as that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a good laugh, and hopefully, we don't have to have too many tough conversations this year. But if the time comes, um, I'm sure we'll both handle it. Billy, it's, it's a very unique thing because only like a handful of people have played under their father. Like, even at a Christmas table one, one year, a couple of years ago, when you're drinking beers, did you ever joke or even think about that you would ever be kind of working together? We've always dreamed about it. I knew, I knew eventually one day Kevin would get the Broncos gig. And I was hoping it was going to be while I was still playing and while um, I had the chance to come back to the Broncos. Obviously, when we had spoken about it previously, I, I, I probably wanted to be a little bit more established in the NRL, but with injuries and COVID and, and whatnot, it probably hasn't happened like that. But at the same time, we knew what we were signing up for when, when we discussed last year coming to the Broncos. And um, for me, it's, it's more having a coach that knows what I can do and, and backs me and, and that gives me confidence, which, you know, I probably haven't had for a couple of years. So um, it's more that factor that, that kind of drove me to, to want to come back to Brisbane and the fact that um, I want to wear the Brisbane Broncos jersey. It's not, for me anymore, it's not just wanting to play NRL, it's wanting to play NRL for the Broncos and winning and winning premierships. So that's another thing that probably been missing the last couple of years. It's, you know, you can go sign for any NRL club, but you know, I'm never going to love the team that you grew, never loved more than the team that you um, watched growing up. So, yeah, that opportunity to play for the Broncos is something that um, I'm dreaming of. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Because back your dad's last grand final, I'm pretty sure you told me this story. You were on the, weren't you on the trophy with the trophies? And because he was captain, wasn't he? In his last premiership. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So he was captain, and um, I wasn't meant to, but I, I dodged the security and and got up to that's right. with him and, and Gordy <laughs> when they raised the trophy. So. Um, Hopefully we can do that again, but this time uh, playing and coaching. Yeah, for sure. That's a great story. Now, mate, one of your standouts from the preseason has been Corey Pakes, especially the first two trials, mate. He was massive. I think you've got two like 
differing nines because Pakesy's such a such a good attacking nine. And then you've you've also got, got Terps, who's a great defensive nine. But, geez, that head-to-head battle must be good to see at training as well, man. Yeah, well, it makes it even better. They're, they're probably best mates at the club too. So to watch them going at it, they're both competitive fellas. And um, to be honest, I was a little bit disappointed pakesy has been killing it in the, in the trials because I've always thought if, if I don't get the sixth jumper, I'd, I'd be trying to get that 14. But I think he's probably pushed me out of that one too if I miss the sixth one because he's, he's played so good in the in the preseason. So. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's it's been great watching them go at it, and another another position, you know, where whoever gets that round one spot, they're going to have to perform. Otherwise, they're going to get um, get the boot. So uh, it's going to bring the best forty out of both of them, and, and hopefully it'll um, take us forward. Yeah, for sure. Now I think one guy we can both probably agree to lock in Jordan Pierre, mate. He has been an absolute monster in the three trials. He looks, I don't know, like we all we saw his his past performance for the Dragons, probably not last year because he didn't get many opportunities, but in previous years. But to think that your dad picked him up, and I think he's going to be one of the signings of the year. He was ultra impressive in this preseason, mate. Yeah, he's worked really hard. Um, you know, he's obviously had a few neck injuries and, and, and whatnot at the Dragons, but um, yeah, he's come here with a really good attitude, and um, he's, he's known that if he's worked hard enough, he, he might get a crack round one. So, and that's exactly what he's done, and his backfield carries, mate, are they're, they're like Brian Cotter, you know, they're, they're just, he's hard to handle. He's a small, round, big, strong winger. So mm. um, we, we probably look to him too much to try and get us out of trouble out of the backfield. But, um, you know, he's willing to put his hand up all the time and um, just keep trying to truck up and take those tough carries. Yeah, he's brilliant. Now, the last one I want to speak to you about, just the fullback position, mate. How's Tessie Noop traveling? Because I saw that he did his hammy a couple of weeks ago. How's the, the rehab and all that stuff happening for Tessie? Yeah, I spoke to him today, actually. He said he's going pretty good. Um, I think he's back training with us maybe next week, a little bit of modified stuff. But, yeah, I think he's probably a couple of weeks away. Maybe maybe around two would be probably the earliest he might come back, maybe around three. But, yep. um, you know, we've got Selwyn there. We've got Jermaine Starko and um, and David Mead, who's actually filled in a little bit in the in the preseason at fullback as well. So they're, they're three talented guys as well who, who've all bring something to the team. And, um, yeah, again, I don't know who's going to get the spot round one, but, um, you know, whoever, whoever's there is... Um, you know, going to have to perform well or they're going to get jumped as well. So, you know, there's a lot of competition for spots, which is really good at the Broncos. And hopefully um, where we do pick round one can get the job done. We don't have to chop and change too much and we can just stick with the same 17 for most of the year, barring injuries. So, um, but it's exciting fullback role. You know, we've got Selwyn Cobbo there as well, who who killed it last year in Queensland Cup. Um, probably a bit quiet. He always very, very um, good on the backfield carries on the weekend. Yeah. Um, probably see a bit, little, little bit more out of him in um, the good ball attack stuff. He's got it in him for sure. So um, yeah, it's probably more on me there to get him some early ball, let him do his damage because he's a very um, damaging fullback that can really be good for us. Yeah, mate. I know he's raw, but Jesus, he just reminds me of a young Latrell, right? Like just those carries and the way he runs. Like he's just. Oh, I can only imagine some of the stuff he's even done at training, mate. Yeah, he's, he's not much of him, but you know he's. He doesn't think that. He thinks he's 110 kilos. So he just runs <laughs> as hard as he can and as fast as he can into that line. And I know he hurts a few bodies when he when he does that. So, um, yeah, like you said, he's raw. He's got all the skills. He just probably got a little thing here and there he needs to learn. But he's learning on the run and he's learning really quickly. So, you know, I think this next 12 months is going to be massive for him and, and massive for the club if he, if he does step up. Yeah, nice. Now, a couple of rapid-fire ones just to finish up here, Bill. So, mate... I'm going yep. to go fastest, fittest, strongest, smartest, and pest. We'll start at pest because I think this might be your captain. Yep. 
Adam Reynolds, but I probably won't say that because I want him to pick me as his partner. So <laughs> I might go Herbie Farnworth. <laughs> Smart man. I was going to say smartest. This might be you. No, nah, not me. Smartest is probably, um, I'm going to say Reese Kennedy. Okay. Nice little young poppy. Front um, roller. Jesus. Reese on with his uni and stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't pick it, but quite smart. There you go. Now, mate, who's the fastest in the club? Fastest? Dean Mariner, a young kid. Oh, um, he was good in that him, first trial, mate. Yeah, he, he's pretty quick. He's put a, put a few boys on skates um, at training. But, yeah, Herbie, again, will probably say he's the fastest, but I'm going to say Dean. Okay, nice. Now, who's the fittest? Who, who does the best in the long-distance stuff? Ooh, so, you got Payne, Payne Haas, who obviously with all the extra muscle and size he's carrying, he's very fit to that. But, um, oh, Jake Turpin's up there. He's pretty fit as well. Oh, even Jermaine Starko. I think Jermaine's probably the, the fittest. He's got the best rig too, so I'm going to have to say Jermaine. <laughs> there you go. All right, lucky last is, who is the strongest there, Bill? Strongest. Two strong boys. I'm going to say... Probably Jordy Pereira. Okay, nice. He's pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty strong. He, he's got a really good squat. Um, just a big ball of muscle. So, yeah, I'm going to say pound for pound, probably Jordy Pereira. Nice. Well, Bill, I really appreciate you joining me on the show as normal, mate. And all the best for round one next week. Hope you get that six jersey or the 14 jersey. And stay safe up there in Brisbane. And all the best for the season, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me.